100% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 79. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Anthony Rodman, peak performance expert and CEO of Success Epitomized, to talk about how to develop greatness and overcome fear. Anthony believes if fear is false evidence appearing real, then the evidence we should be seeking in the pursuit of excellence is faith, the true evidence. Anthony's passion for coaching greatness is inspiring and motivational. Hey, Anthony, how are you? How you doing, Grant? I'm doing wonderful. Beautiful. How about yourself? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire, man. I can't wait to, to talk to you about some cool things today. Um, one of them being your awesome company, Success Epitomized, and I just want to learn a little bit more of what you're doing to affect athletes uh, physically and mentally. So that's going to be an, an awesome topic. And and a topic that you and I love to talk about is just fear and the fear of failure and how to coach that with athletes and, you know, and talking about more about your career and what you're doing next. So just really, really interested and excited to kind of learn more about what's going on with Anthony. Yeah, that'd be great, man. I'm excited about this conversation. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's kick off the show with my favorite question. Uh, about mental toughness. So what does mentally tough mean to you? Mentally tough to me is literally being able to control your thoughts and control the voice inside and be able to use it and direct it towards the ultimate goal that you're going towards. That's what mentally tough is for me, is being able to control that voice within, control that self-image you see of yourself and control the thoughts that's circulating within your mind. That's what mentally tough is for me. Beautiful. And, and I, lo- I love the, the, the main word you're using is control, right? Control the thoughts, yeah. control the emotion. That's beautiful. Now, can you share a time where you had to be mentally tough, either as an athlete or as an entrepreneur? Um, yes. Well, as an athlete, the first time I had to learn how to walk in that mental toughness, toughness when I was in high school, and I had a, a pretty tough dad that was very mentally tough. He was in the Army and different things like that. and had a big game against one of the top um, teams in the state. And I, I got very sick. And my dad said, no, you're playing today. And I didn't, I didn't want to play, but he was like, no, you push through it and you're sweated out to be even good for you. And I learned because I had the, my body was a little weak, it made my mind have to be stronger. And I had one of my best games of that year. And um, also another time is when I had to play my junior year in college on a broken ankle. Um, That was pretty tough. Um, It was mentally tough, but not mentally smart as well. (laughs) (laughs) That was the problem. I love it. Because that pretty much much ended my career. But um, in entrepreneurship, I had to be mentally tough um, to be able to expand and grow as an entrepreneur, as you know, is you have to be able to trust the process and believe and build even as you're trying to live or cope with your everyday situation. So that's the biggest thing. You have to control the thoughts of what we're talking about today is fear of failure and things not happening and keep the vision even while you're trying to figure out how you're going to deal with today's situations as you're moving forward. So and all my businesses, I always had to do that and stick to the plan and script, even when it might not look like it's going to happen in that present moment. 
Right. Yeah, it's about trusting the process, right? And Exactly. Yeah, and just, you know, even when the thick and thin, even when things get really scary, you just got to trust it. Uh, I do love your some of your examples when you were an athlete because it, it brought up the flu game from Michael Jordan. And I, exactly. I, I always use that, uh, not only just, you know, when someone's sick, but I always bring that example up when, when about when we have to feel, because we don't have to feel good to perform well. And, and so exactly. that, like, that is a perfect example is Michael Jordan, a flu game. Another one is Brett Favre that I use when, uh, he threw, I don't know what it was like five or six touchdowns on a Monday night, um, the day after his father died which um yes i remember that yeah and so he was really emotional and didn't know if he wanted to play and then he set all these records on monday night so you know when it comes to feeling good you just you don't you don't have to feel good to perform well and that's why you you shift the energy in your mindset to your mind versus your body exactly exactly beautiful beautiful now and that's very important you know one thing that i'm really excited about it's about your company. It's, I mean, like as you were talking to me on on various phone calls, and we were getting to know each other. You were you were sharing something very special about your company called Success Epitomized, and there's so many different facets that you that you focus on and you address. It's not just physical. It's not just mental. You're, you're hitting all areas. Share with me, and my listeners, a little bit about your company and what motivated you to create this company. Oh, that's wonderful. So. The company is called Success Epitomized. It literally means the perfect example of success. And our model and belief system is we believe that success is predictable when you have the right keys. So our job is to get people the right keys to help them unlock the doors to success. So we like to tackle every facet of a person's being. We like to tackle their spirit, where has all their power of unlimited power. We like to deal with their soul that creates the programming that decides where that power is going. I mean, all right, what program is that power going to be released at? Then we deal with the mind, which directs the power in specific direction and paths and choices. And then we tackle in with their heart, which deals with their emotions and their passions. And then their body, which deals with their physical actions their expressions and how they manifest things. So we really learn how to tap into using the different minds they have within them, which is we tackle some areas that most people might not even know they're aware of, which is the multiple minds we have inside of us. So we deal with the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind. We deal with the creative mind and ethical mind, which most people might not be familiar with which is the creative mind dealing with the heart and ethical mind dealing with their body and how to target those and use them together to be able to create peak performance and extraordinary results past what they thought they could do just by physical effort and work. So that's what we really focus on. Our whole focus is on um, personal and professional empowerment, development, and then advancement. So that's what we really focus on. We have many facets of way of doing that. We literally have a hiking experience because we live, we are located in the Palm Springs area. Where we take athletes, we take corporations, um, businesses, and we take them on a hiking experience 
to help build camaraderie, to help build um, vision, to help literally build structure and togetherness as a company, which is helping for empowerment. We have personal mentors that help take people through a journey because we have a success system that we have in place. And we have a personal mentor that will take you through that system to help advance you to your next direction you're trying to go to in your career and life. And then we also have a success academy, which helps you develop you, which we have specific programs and courses to help you learn the different avenues and keys to success. So we have a great system and structure and team together to help us build uh, the different type of structures and programs to give every client the right key to be successful in their journey and life and their profession. Wow. So very interesting. Yeah, man, you're, you're hitting all areas, all facets. It's, I don't think you're, um, you're letting anything go. You're hitting, you're hitting everything, which is, what's awesome. Yeah. Who, who is like a typical client for you? Is it, is it just athletes? Is it, is it performers? Are you dealing with executives? Share with me a little bit about that. Well, with Success Epitomize, our focus mostly is with professional athletes, entertainers, um, executives, and business owners. That's more of what Success Epitomize is targeted for because it's targeted to help people go from the next industry, the next step that they can go beyond what they can tangibly do. So most people get to a breaking point where they worked hard, they put action steps to it, but they always hit a barrier that has stopped their potential because there's only so much you can do in physical action. And there's unseen variables and factors that decide higher levels of performance and higher levels of success. And our job is to help people discover what those factors and variables are, how to crush over them or jump over them or crush through them or jump over them and strategically teach them how to use their minds to tackle the unseen things that people can inherently feel are there, but don't know how to deal with them. So that's more what we, who we tar target audiences and who we really deal with. So we have professional athletes, we have models, we have a lot of business owners, we have executives, so we have a lot of variety of different clients, but it's mostly for people already in the industry trying to make that step to the next level. I love it. You know what, and the more that you're talking about kind of just your title, uh, the name of your company, Success Epitomized, you know, I just had a conversation with the sales team and I and I do have this conversation a lot with athletic teams, but it's about the word success, their relationship with success. How do they define success? Because there's a lot of times yeah. where performers will get so caught up in the wins and the losses and the results of success and that's how they actually, that's how they define it. And then a lot of times when you have these performers or athletes, they're so connected, their identity is connected to success, but it's it's about the outcome, the results. And so they're missing all the other things that are successful through their performance or through their preparation or their training or their recovery. And so they focus so much like they had a crappy game, but they can't look at their whole performance and find all the other successes. And, and it, yeah. I think it gets dangerous sometimes when... All your success is wrapped up hitting that sales quota or getting the win or throwing the winning touchdown, whatever it is, I think it can be very dangerous. So I think it's it's important for people like yourself and me are teaching that there's so many other things out there that we can actually connect to when it comes to success. 
Exactly. And we we give people a more clarity on definition of success because unfortunately society is only taught one variation of success, which is what we call physical success. So physical success is what most people are striving for, which is achievements, awards, uh, accomplishments, um, tangible um, objects that reflect success. But we also uh, teach people there's a difference between physical success and emotional success, which is actually reaching a goal in the time period that you desire. That's the emotional success that we try to teach people there's a difference, which is a higher level of success. Because you can reach an achievement, but it's not in the time period, it still might not feel the same. Then we teach people mental success, which is literally being able to reach success according to a plan that you set and structure that you put in place, which is some people's plan, they don't plan their success. So that's mental success because it gives you a peace of mind when you can plan your success accordingly. Then we have soul success is when you create a system and you fulfill a purpose within your success, when you actually fulfill your purpose in life. Um, and we have spiritual success when you actually reach your full potential and you reach your destiny and what you could have become. Most people don't become what they could have become. So we have different factors of success. So we have physical success. We have emotional success, which is time period or fulfilling your call in life, what we call your vocational calling in life. We have mental success, which is according to a plan or fulfilling your assignment in life. Soul success is fulfilling your purpose in life and spiritual success is fulfilling your true potential of what you could have been. And we always see those examples of, man, that person could have been, and most people never even reach that. So when you could define different levels of success, you can really know how to achieve it properly instead of having this, whatever you feel success is, it makes it very broad and hard to know if you obtained it or not. Mm. Wow. I, I love how you break it down, because uh, I think that there's, you know, the things that we do uh, as humans, the things that we experience are so vast, you know, whether if it is our soul, if it's our mindset, it's our spirituality, there's so many things that get affected, right? And you're putting a plan exactly. together to address all of that. So I, I, I truly love that. I'm going to ask you a question that's it's very broad. Um, when it comes to okay. working with athletes, training them mentally, what do you think is the hardest thing or what's the most challenging area when you're actually working with an athlete's mindset? The most challenging area of dealing with athletes is they've been trained and programmed in a sense of comparison and a competitive spirit. Now, that might sound odd, but when you are trained in a competitive spirit, it literally hinders your potential. And the reason why I say that is because when you train to focus on being better than someone else, your whole focus and dedication removes from being the best you can possibly be. So as soon as you compare yourself or try to be better than someone in a competitive spirit, you literally limit your potential to that person. So when there's nobody to compete against, you plateau. I remember Michael Jordan saying something one time that very really intrigued me. He said, the reason why people cannot become better than me is because they're trying to beat me and I'm trying to be the best I can possibly be. 
So as soon as you try to get to the person I was, I've already moved on to try to become a better version of myself. So he didn't have a person or a goal he was trying to become better in. He was trying to become the best possible person that he could possibly be. That's why the measure was set so high. But when you get the training from youth up into the pros, when you're trained to check your rankings, check your um, comparison of who's in your class, it literally limits your potential because now if I get to become number one in my class, most kids level up. Instead of saying, hold on, man, in five years, I could be playing against um, LeBron James or Kevin Durant and these guys, but you're level off because I'm the best in my class. I'm, co I'm compared because I'm not reaching my full potential. So that's the hardest thing dealing with athletes is the comparison factor they've been trained and the competitive spirit of trying to beat someone instead of win the game because you get caught up in what that person is doing instead of what you should be doing which is saying focus on the task at hand. So that's the hardest thing. Yeah, you know, I I share that with you. I, I agree. And, and there are a few things that come up for me as well, but I, I would agree on that. And I think that the, there's a great quote from Dwight. I think it's Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, it's He actually said, I think it was in the 50s, and the quote was, a comparison is the thief of joy. And, yes. and it's just yes. a beautiful, I mean, cause I, I, there's, I mean, there's times where, you know, I'm working my tail off. I got my goals and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my rhythm and then, you know, I see somebody doing great things that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I, I, I get out of focus and I start like having this envy and I start getting like, oh, I should be doing what they're doing. And then I'm like, wait, just stay in your lane. Like trust your exactly. process. Like we were talking about earlier, right? Just trust what you're doing. Yeah. Don't let that joy go. Cause I mean, to me, joy is to me, it's the emotion for me. It motivates me to share my energy. It motivates me to, to do what I do. Uh, every time That's that great. I speak, I always tell myself, man, be joyous. Let's just be joyous. And so yes. I, I just, I'm, I'm reminded by that, that quote or statement that every time I feel like I'm getting out of my lane and I'm comparing myself, I got to get back into it and tap into my joy. And, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up is because when you see someone else's successes, if people look at it with the right mindset, it should show you what's possible instead of looking at what you're not doing. They should look at it as these are the things that I could be doing. It's a possibility. It, sh it expands your vision and expands your possibilities to get you out of what you already know is possible. So when you can look at that mindset, It'll take the envious away, and it's for anybody that's listening. It can take the envious away and be able to see, oh, man, I didn't know I could even do that. Thank you for showing me what's possible. Right. And then it can expand your vision to add on to the vision you already had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's, um, it happened to me yesterday. It's a cool story, um, and it's, it's actually exactly what you're talking about. And I was having a, a check-in call with my mentor, uh, Graham Betchart, and dude's amazing and works with a lot of NBA players and just inspires me every time I talk to him. And I was sharing with him my successes. Now, I've, you know, I've pulled a lot from a lot of people throughout my life, whether if it's approaches, uh, quotes, sayings, whatever it is, like, you know, I pull a little bit from, from people that I've, you know, been introduced to or been exposed to. And, and one of them is yeah. him. And he, I use a lot of his language. I use a lot of his approaches. And 
and he knows that and i always I always give him kudos uh for for sharing that and teaching me but when i was sharing with him some of my recent successes he it was just like he was like and he he knew that some of the deals that uh, some of the contracts that i executed i was using his language to do it and he was mm-hmm. so elated he was like i am so proud of you I am like go. he goes you are just you're 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 thriving you're doing it like you are showing up right now in the moment and 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 it's just even though that I'm using a lot of what he does he doesn't care man he just he's just he's joyous and he's just happy for me and he's not getting into the comparison you know uh, mindset so that's wonderful it just that's i got a great the, mentor yeah he's a beautiful mentor and it's just like um it's just really good to have people around that and have that that clarity around it, but I, I I know it gets it's it can be very easy to get plugged into that comparison socket real quick. Yes, it can be, especially with society. It's so strong in society. You have to make sure you stay focused and don't get caught in those patterns and the uh, ways and behaviors everybody else is functioning at to be able to stay strong and down the straight path that you have going towards your vision and your destination. Yeah. For sure, you know, and the next topic we want to talk about is is fear, and fear of failure, okay. and and I know that you know we, we talk about society and, and media, and there's so many in social media. There's so many things out there that uh, fuel fear, which we create on our own as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you get into other levels of fear and fear of failure, you know, when you think about working with athletes. And again, another broad question, but how do you go about coaching an athlete to manage their fear? Well, I first explain to them what fear is, because most people, the problem that they don't understand is they don't understand that fear is an illusion that they create and it's created from the unknown. The reason why you have, you only fear what you don't know. So because you have that fear, we need to attack it head on and get the knowledge and the wisdom which is instructions of how to be prepared for what you don't know and the opposite of fear as we all know is faith they're on both different sides of the spectrum so if i can fear is the unknown faith is the evidence of the unknown i have a plan or structure so i teach people if you want to get rid of fear you need to create a plan and a structure to be able to remove that fear and a plan and structure with the awareness of the laws of how it works. And that always removes fear because it, it makes it become something you're more aware of now instead of that fear of unknown. It's kind of like when you're in a room and it's dark. You, most people fear what they don't know. As soon as they turn a light on, that fear goes away. So we try to help people turn that light on within them and create a strategic plan to make something that they don't know become more aware of. So that's how we deal with it. We create plans to help them teach the laws to help them deal with what they currently did not know. I love it. You know, I, I think once you have that plan, right, and you have that that emotional security and trust within yourself and that vulnerability within yourself, you lean into it. And, and I do the same thing too. We got to put a plan together. But once you can get that because you can create that plan real quick if if you have a good exactly. relationship with your fear but i want you to lean into it because i always talk about the phone call 
you know the phone call or the conversation that you have to have with either your boyfriend and girlfriend or a colleague or a manager and you know that it's going to be a, a tough conversation typically those conversations are like a couple minutes five minutes ten minutes can be longer mm -hmm. but we make it that mm -hmm. it's going to be like an hour long it's going to be heavy we don't want to deal with your emotions their emotions exactly and you keep on pushing it off and that that call that takes a couple minutes to five minutes to seven minutes you're pushing it off for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, a day, a week. It's been a month and it just gets heavy. Like you just, the, the emotion mm -hmm. just gets heavy and heavy. But for some reason, as soon as you get done with that call, when you actually have, you know, the, the emotion and the gumption to take care of it, it all fades away, just goes away. Exactly. It's kind of like, exactly. you know, dealing with nerves when you go into a game, right? I mean, you get all nervous and you have all this energy that you're trying to manage. But as soon as the whistle blows, everything just goes... It's the same same concept as the call. It just you just have to like exactly get your plan and lean into it and just get it get it done. Cause then then you Attack don't have a head on. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And because the biggest thing is when in our conscious mind we have an, a what we call an imagination. And our imagination allows us to vision to visualize all the possibilities that's gonna happen. And that can be used good or bad. And when you're dealing with fear, most people visualize all the possibilities of what negatively could happen. And the more you push it off, those possibilities expand and grow and become worse and worse until you get to the worst possible scenario. And the quicker you attack it, the quicker you remove the possibilities of thinking what could go wrong and just seeing what it really is in regular present reality. So it's very important to attack it, like you said, right on. So you don't allow your imagination especially if you have not trained it to only think good and um, perfect thoughts is to be able to attack it. So you don't let it dwell on into a negative situation that you can't, you have the power to create that negative outcome happen the more you dwell on it. Right. So you want to make sure that you attack it right on. For sure. You know, and, and, and fear exists in the future, like you were saying, and I know you and I have talked exactly. about this with that uh, fear that I, I love this acronym, false evidence appearing real. And that, that evidence yes. we are creating, right? And I remember, I don't know, it was about a year and a half, two years ago, and I was working with my mentor, and I was telling him about some things I was a little bit fearful of. And he's like, stops me, and he goes, are you in danger right now? And I was like, no. And he goes, okay, good. What are you fearful about? And I was like, uh, <laughs> well, I'm just kind of, you see, like, you're fearful of all the things that are out of your control in the future, and as a mental performance coach, and also as a husband and an athlete, aren't you all about the here and now? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, then let's get into the here and now, right? And in your, when you start doing this with me, Grant, and he starts breathing with me, you're starting, you're going to forget about the future because that's your control. You forget about the fear and you know you're, you're safe and you're going to come right here where you need to be. And so there is no more fear. You're ready to go. Let's lean into your fear and let's get it done. And I was like, man, you're good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I love how he asked you that question because danger is real, but fear is an illusion. Right. And that we're not trying to tell people that danger does not exist, but fear is in the unknown. And I love what you just said. Fear is false evidence and faith is the true evidence ah. of what you cannot see. It's the... It's on a two sides of the pole and two sides of the spectrum of one is a false illusion. One is the true reality. 
and they're both of things you cannot see, but they're both giving you evidence. You have to choose which side you're going to pick. Totally. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm actually going to steal that. I'm going to pick from you. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. That's good. I love it. I love it. There you, there you go. All right. Well, you know, I, I do want to talk about the plethora of books that you've written. Uh, you have written several books, and I'll name a few of them. The Five Steps to Transform Your Minds to Mastery, The Twelve Techniques of Meditation to Take Care of Your Conscious Mind, and The Seven Pillars of Visualization, and The Twelve Keys to the Manifestation of Any Goal. Man, the, those seem like powerful books. What what drove yeah. you to write these books, and was there one that was really meaningful for you? Um, yes. Well, what drove me is I I'm always the guy when I was growing up that wanted to know how. I love documentaries. Uh, I like the success story at the end, but I always wanted to know how did you get there, and I always wanted to know specific steps of how someone got to a specific end. And so what drove me is wanting to know those steps and seeking those steps. So what drove me to make these books are they're literally, uh, we have the book itself, which is a pocket book. There are books that you can take with you and put in your pocket so you can look at them throughout your everyday situation or circumstances. We also have the ebook and audio book. But what drove me is to have an instructional manual how to get to a certain result. And that's where they are. I took all the fluff out and it goes straight into instructions of this is how you do this. That's why they are like 12 um, keys or 12 principles or five steps, because I want you to know if you do this, this and this, you will get this result. And that's what drove me. And these are just the first uh, four of a 12 part series that we're doing just for personal development. And we'll have a bunch of different series for a bunch of different industries. But for this one, we're, we have 12 different books that we're launching. We only have the four out right now of just tackling specific things that people deal with and specific mindsets they're trying to achieve or remove. And that's what drove me mm. to really get and tackle into this is because most people, they lose interest in a book in the first 20, 30 pages when someone's trying to get them intrigued in the book. And a lot of people try to skip to find out, okay, where's the information that helps me what I need right now? Right. And I tackle right into that information in these books to help people. Because a lot of times in a situation, I need to know what I need to do right now. And that's how we made these books for people like that. And it makes sense because, you know, we live in a different society now, right? Everything's instant. Uh, whether if it's exactly. getting our groceries within an hour or getting an Uber and uh, we're just we're just trained now, so I, I like that concept where you just get to it, you get to the point of it, and people get what they need out of your book. When you think about other thing, other books, are do you have any other books in the making? Are there any other you know initiatives that you can be focusing on in the future? Yeah, so we have uh, about eight more books coming out here in the next few months. Um, that I have gone through a process of how to unleash your supernatural power within you, um, how to control time. We have how to control negative thoughts and many different books in those type of um, range and aspect. And we're trying to get to the point where we can get people 
changing their doctrines, changing their philosophies and their theologies of what they think is possible and what they think is real. And to be able to look at the unseen as realistic as they look at the seen, because there's so many things that are affecting people in the unseen that people ignore. And we want to equip people to be able to know how to deal with that and understand the reality of everything that is created in the scene came from the unseen. Whatever you do in action always came from a thought first. Before you accomplish anything, you've always had a vision of it first. There's always a unseen factor that creates a outward manifestation. And our goal is to help people make that more of a um, natural and tendency and an aptitude to be able to know how to do that instead of just depending so much on their physical actions, which creates so much limitation, so much lack and so much failure in their um, manifestations and their results. So that's our goal and that's our vision. And we're, we're expanding continually with more specialists that are mentors because most people tell you all the time, you have to have a mentor, right? And they give you this great book they give you this great system and say, go find a mentor. But I've never seen, and not saying it doesn't exist, but someone tell you how to get that mentor. So we created a company, within our company, we create a system where people that come through the program and they get trained themselves. And because we don't believe you can teach someone something you've been gone through yourself, we're helping become, people become more specialists. So now we're not telling you just get a mentor, we're providing the mentor for you that went through it just like you're about to go through it. So they can help walk you through the different things they dealt with along the way. So we're expanding that more. We're expanding more online courses and we're just writing a lot of materials to help people um, reach their ultimate level of success. Man, I love it, man. I, this is, um, it inspires me to do more with what I do. And it's like, and I, I love it that you're, you're definitely like rocking your lane, man. Like you are, you're in your journey. You're fully committed in, in being in service and helping people. Um, which yeah. I, I hope not only I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up and I hope that my listeners hear this and, um, either check you out more, um, or I just get inspired to, to get in service and, and affect people's lives around them. Um, be, before though, I, we sign off here. There's, I love this question that I ask everybody at the very end of my show. And it's about, okay. it's just about reflection in your journey. So when you think about reflecting on your journey as a, an entrepreneur, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Now, it's funny that you say that because you just gave me such a great compliment on service. Um, <laughs> but the biggest thing I learned on my journey is you can't help someone with something that you don't have. Mm. So you have to be able to give off of overflow. So I've learned to, I used to go hours and hours helping people. I would go 20 hours a day helping people and I'd be, I'll crash and fall out. And I've learned that I had to take care of myself first and that I have to give off of, like I remember I heard someone say, my cup runneth over. Like I'm, I'm so filled up with myself that I can give. And that's the biggest thing I've learned. And when I've done that, I've actually experienced higher levels of um, success 
and more productivity because I had more to give than I had before. So that's the biggest thing I learned in entrepreneurship because in that you're taught so much to give up yourself. But if you don't have nothing to give, that's why most people crash in their first year or first one to five years, they usually crash and burn with having different businesses. And we've been doing businesses for 13 years now. So it's a blessing to be able to reach to this point and mostly, and to know that if I don't have it, I can't give it. So that's the biggest thing I've learned um, on this journey of reflection. Man, I love it. I love it. You know, I, I want to thank you for your energy, uh, your mind, uh, sharing your thoughts about your company and, and how you go about affecting people's lives and your books. Man, you're like a well-rounded human being, and I'm, I'm glad that we've connected. I'm glad that we're going to further this relationship uh, but more importantly, I just thank you for everything and just sharing who you are and what you're all about and what your company is about on my show today. Man, I appreciate the time and I appreciate you having me on. This has been wonderful. And thank you for the opportunity to um, talk on your podcast. This has been a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely.